Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy Edit. Today's video, I'm bringing you guys a video that was just like a few days ago's video where I was talking about the wide receiver zero strategy. In this video, we are going to be talking about the running back zero strategy as well as how it works in fantasy football, some examples of it, and why you may want to utilize this strategy inside of your 2020 fantasy football drafts. Now, before I get into it, I want to explain to you guys that you don't want to go into your draft with one given strategy. You don't want to go in there and think, I have to draft a quarterback in the third round, or I have to draft a tight end in the fifth round, because then what you're doing is locking yourself inside of a box. You're going to be stuck inside of your own brain thinking, I have to do this, I have to do that, and then you're not going to be drafting based on value. You're going to be reaching for a position because you said before you got into the draft that you have to pick a quarterback there, and the quarterback won't be there that you may have wanted, so you reach, and then you end up with a team that you don't like as much because the quarterback that you wanted wasn't there, but you were too scared to wait, and then you end up drafting a guy that you wouldn't have ended up wanting to draft that you probably could have gotten in another round. So understand that before you even think about doing this strategy, that you go into your draft with an open mind. You understand the different strategies, but now you're going in there with an open mind, and you're going to just draft however the draft goes to you. That might be running back zero, might be wide receiver zero. It might be a strategy that you have never even utilized before, but ends up working inside of the draft. So first, we are going to look at the definition and pretty much what does running back zero mean. So running back zero means not drafting running back inside of the first four or five rounds of your draft. Now, there's also what we would call the modified running back zero, which is starting off the draft, maybe first two rounds, you go back to back wide receiver or wide receiver tight end. That's that's modified running back zero. The full on running back zero is waiting four or five rounds of your draft without drafting a running back. Now, there's multiple ways of actually doing this strategy. You might go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, and then tight end. You might go wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, quarterback, wide receiver. There's a million different ways to do it. My favorite of those, though, might be going wide receiver, then tight end, then wide receiver, wide receiver, and loading up on one of those top two tight ends, a guy like Kelsey or a guy like Kittle. I also actually like a lot wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, wide receiver, because I'm a huge fan of Mark Andrews, and I potentially think that he may end up being the tight end number one in fantasy football when the season comes to a close. So, and then now that you've done this, you've drafted all these wide receivers early or not anything that was not a running back. So now you have to draft later as much high upside running backs as well. So you hammered the wide receiver position early and now you're not looking wide receiver again till super late in the draft and you are just picking a million high upside running backs inside of the draft that you potentially think could be that guy to take you to the promised land of the fantasy football championship. So some guys that I think have super high upside for this season that might be risky, but in this kind of league, you kind, or not, not in this kind of league, in this kind of strategy, you do have to be a bit more bullish. You may not want to go with as many super safe running backs, and you may want to go later for guys with super high upside. Guys like Zach Moss, guys like Antonio Gibson, now that Adrian Peterson has been cut. The other running back there, Bryce Love, Ronald Jones now maybe, because maybe Leonard Fournette is not the guy. Leonard Fournette, because now he's not going inside of the first four rounds. He's going much later than that. So you're going to be able to snag these guys with value that have a lot of upside that you think could potentially start for the team. And you're also going to be hammering guys like Alexander Madison, where if Dalvin Cook is going to go down, you have him. Tony Pollard, if Zeke goes down, you got him. You can go with a guy like Leonard, not Leonard Fournette, Latavius Murray. 
if you were to see uh, Alan Kamara go down. So you need to make sure you're really hammering the running back position a lot in this draft later, where normally you are one of those guys that wants to be looking for the running backs earlier, probably. I assume most people like to draft running backs early. Now you're waiting much later and going for more of the riskier kind of guys. But I would not uh, hate going in like the fifth, sixth, seventh round when maybe you're drafting your first running backs, going with some of those safer guys that we are going to be talking about later in the video as well. So next thing to talk about here is the best league format to use this strategy in. Now, I would not advise using this strategy in standard. In my opinion, it is pretty much useless. In standard, you are really depending on running backs to do their thing, and you're not even drafting running backs here, and the running backs are really good. Some running backs that are really good later are completely useless in standard leagues. Guys like James White, guys like Kareem Hunt, who you expect to catch the ball a decent amount of times in the game, get completely finitoed and are completely useless in that kind of league. So I'd say that you want to use this strategy in a PPR league. You want to use this strategy in a league that potentially starts three wide receivers or a league that is double flex. Now you can definitely do it in a two wide receiver league, but in that scenario, I would probably only do it for the first four rounds of the draft and not go for the first four to five rounds of the draft and potentially go all five. So next thing to talk about is the best draft spot to use this strategy in. In my opinion, it's the end of the round. I feel like the only time you can really utilize this anywhere else is if you are the middle of the first round and you snag one of those top end wide receivers, a guy like Michael Thomas, a guy like Devontae Adams, because you don't want to use that at the beginning because at the beginning, it's pretty clear you need to get a running back in like the first four picks. If you're not going running back there, you're reaching for a guy like Michael Thomas, you're reaching for a guy like Devontae Adams, in my opinion, your team will severely suffer by doing that. And then your turnaround wide receiver in the second round won't be as good because when you're deeper at the end of the first round, you're going to be able to snag two guys that are top tier at the wide receiver position. So end of round to me in an eight-team league is like pick six, seven, or eight. In a 10-team league, it's like seven, eight, nine, or 10. I'd say really more eight, nine, and 10. In a 12-team league, nine, 10, 11, or 12. And in a 14-team league, 11, 12, 13, or pick 14. Next up to talk about is some examples of uh, how you use a running back zero draft. I'm going to be talking about two examples inside of this video to give you guys a good idea of how I would utilize this strategy. Now, this example is in a 10-team, three-wide receiver PPR league, and we are at pick number 10. So our first round pick, it would be Julio Jones or Tyreek Hill. I feel like those are the two best wide receivers available in that area. And typically a guy like Devontae Adams or a guy like Michael Thomas just aren't there. So my wide receiver three or four would be the pick there. In the second round, I would have probably picked Julio if he was the best one available. So here it would be Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, or DeAndre Hopkins inside the second round. So we start off with an elite one-two punch at the wide receiver position. And then we move into the third round where we're looking for yet again another wide receiver. Here you can go DJ Moore, you can go Mike Evans, you can go Kenny Galladay. Pretty much the pick of the litter at round number three. Whoever you feel like has the highest upside to be a top 10 guy, you pick one of those wide receivers. Next in the fourth round, I feel like it's a lock. If Mark Andrews is available inside of the fourth round, you just draft another tight end. You just draft your first tight end. You snag a guy that, in my opinion has immense amount of upside in 2020 as a guy that could potentially be a top three tight end or maybe even the number one tight end in fantasy football. I have him as my tight end number three. Now into the fifth round, this is where you load up on another wide receiver. Now, if you missed out on Mark Andrews, you might have went wide receiver in that round. And now you might be looking for a tight end, a guy like Zach Ertz, Darren Waller, a guy that could also be a top five tight end. But for me in this simulation with getting Mark Andrews in the fourth round for flex, we're looking at a guy like Devontae Parker, T.Y. Hilton, Stefan Diggs, Tyler Boyd. 
inside of round five. Now, I'm not a big fan of T.Y. Hilton, but some people may be. That's why I put him on this list. Devontae Parker or Stefan Diggs would be my pick here. I'm a non-huge fan of Devontae Parker, and I'm wearing a Miami Dolphins hat. But the reason why I'm not a fan is the beginning of his season schedule is super hard, so I kind of tend to avoid him. I'd even much rather reach on a guy like Tyler Boyd here, or if you want to be safe, I think Stefan Diggs is a really safe target for fantasy football inside of 2020. Now we're in the sixth round. We've done our running back zero, and now it's time to pound the running back position. Now, in the sixth round, Le'Veon Bell was there in the simulation I did. In a lot of leagues, he may not be there. David Johnson may not be there, but a lot of people are fading those players, so it's entirely possible that both of them are available inside of the sixth round. They would be my pick ahead of a guy like Kareem Hunt or Cam Akers. At round seven, Kareem Hunt or James White just would be the pick there. Those super two safe running backs. I know I said you want to go for more risky guys, but you can just do that later. Rounds eight, nine, and ten. Go load up on a bunch of risky running backs, guys with immense upside. That's what I would personally do in round seven. And then round eight, I probably would go running back again. But if you want to get a quarterback, you might be able to get Matt Ryan and match him with Julio Jones. And now you have the Wombo combo at the wide receiver quarterback position, the stack there for a team that is going to be throwing the ball the most amount of times in the NFL. To me, that's a genius strategy, snagging Matt Ryan in the eighth round. And if he's not there, you can go Josh Allen. But typically, I would go running back unless Matt Ryan was there for me to complete the stack. Now we are going to look at another example, but this time in a 12-team league without two wide receivers. This is just, or without three wide receivers, I should say. This is just a normal two wide receiver league, and it is a PPR draft. So in round one, we'd be looking Devontae Adams at pick nine or Julio Jones. Devontae Adams does sometimes fall to pick nine. Sometimes he doesn't. And if he doesn't, I'll take my nice consolation prize of Julio Jones in round one. In round two, typically Tyreek Hill is not there on the turn. So you're looking at a guy like DeAndre Hopkins or Chris Godwin inside of the second round of the draft. Now in the third round, I'm going to look for Mark Andrews. Now this is a 12-team league, so it's very unlikely that he falls into the fourth round. So that's who I would snag there inside of the third round. Looking for round four, I'd probably go for a guy like Robert Woods, a guy like Cooper Cup, a guy like Calvin Ridley for my wide receiver number three, who I think all have potential to be wide receiver ones in fantasy football. In round four, to me, that's amazing value. Now we get into the running back picks here. We're doing it a bit more simple here. We're just doing four rounds because, hey, there's only two wide receivers and a flex spot. I don't feel super comfortable waiting until the sixth round to draft a running back when I won't even be able to start the other wide receiver. So I'm going with Kareem Hunt or Cam Akers in the fifth round and then in the sixth round we're gonna take a risk potentially here we might go James White who's kind of a reach or we could go Leonard Fournette now I think Fournette might be a liability for this roster to start off the season. He probably will be because I think it will take a couple of weeks for Leonard Fournette to emerge and become the running back one on the team but with that said we might be able to get extreme value sucked out of him inside of the sixth round. And in the seventh round, again, I'd probably advise going running back again here. But Josh Allen was available for the simulation. We'd go Josh Allen here, but we probably would go Fournette, maybe if he's still available, maybe James White inside of the seventh round. But for this, we're going Josh Allen. So what is my verdict? on the running back zero strategy. Personally, I do not really like it. The, the strategy really only works if the value at wide receiver or the other position you're going for you feel is so immense that you don't want to draft a running back there. Running backs are very key and vital to the success of your team, so avoiding them early could prove fatal and absolutely skull fuck your roster if you're not hitting on these later round kind of running backs. Now, some strategies involve going quarterback early, which I really do not like at all. I'm very against it, considering I feel like the quarterback depth is deep every single year. I feel like there's 20 guys that could finish as top 12 quarterbacks, so I'm just not really attacking the quarterback position super early. I'm not really trying to get Dak in the second round or a guy like 
Lamar Jackson super early, things like that. But obviously, the strategy, in my opinion, as a whole, I don't really like. I'm really aboard the train of drafting running backs early. You see it in a lot of my videos. I'm hammering the running back position because I think that the running backs fall off after like the third or fourth round. They really start to fall off actually at the end of the second round. So make sure that you guys are sure you want to do this. You feel like the value is available when you're doing it. And don't come into the draft thinking, I need to go running back zero here because that is going to completely fuck up your draft. So thank you guys all for watching. I love each and every single one of you guys, and I hope that you all have a great rest of your guys' day. I may see you later with another video. I may not, but I'll definitely see you guys tomorrow morning. I love all of you guys. I'll see you later, and check out the Adrian Peterson video from earlier. Check out Manscaped as well. Code Notorious to check out for 20% off as well as free shipping. I love you all. Goodbye!